On June 15th, we'll be honoring the fashion tech industry's best and brightest at the first ever Glossy Awards hosted by Simon Doonan. Want to join us for the party at the Angel Orsons Foundation for the Arts? Head to glossy.co slash events and use the code ILOVEGLOSSY to get $75 off your ticket. Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. I'm Glossy senior reporter Hillary Milnes, and with me this week is Hillary Swank, founder and creative director of her brand, Mission Statement. Thank you for joining us, Hillary. Thank you for having me, Hillary. <laughs> two, the first time two Hillary's on this podcast, so it's a, it's a big day for a few reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of firsts happening right now. Yes. So tell us a little bit of background about Mission Statement, uh, where, where it came from, your decision to launch the brand. Um, you know, How did you know the timing was right? Um, well, you know, I don't think you ever know timing is right. First of all, just to start with that, because, you know, you have an idea and sometimes things can come too early. You can, you can miss it and it can be too late, but it just happened that, you know, that, that saying, um, the definition of luck is when preparation meets with opportunity. And I think that I just hit something at the right time. I, I, what I, how it came about was, um, you know, there's this whole wave of, athleisure wear and um women are going from their workout into their day but they look like they're in their workout clothes mm-hmm. i'm one of those people i like to work out and go in my day I'm, we're multifaceted the modern day woman is very busy right um and usually their kids are very busy as well and doing a million things and i thought well i want to work out and go into my day but not look like i'm working out mm-hmm. and i couldn't find anything in the market that gave me that there was nothing out there that's why we're saying we're the first crossover brand mm-hmm. um so we're high performance meets high luxury so you can have all your performance workout fabrics but then go into your day looking chic and um you know or fly or go into the office and to meetings i'm my i have um clothes that literally will take you from your gym or the tennis court or wherever you like to do mm-hmm. and you can go all the way to dinner by just pairing a different shoe with with the items and no one would ever say oh did you play tennis right. today?" <laughs> um so there's that but then there was the, uh, this the underlying pers- um, purpose of mission statement is to encourage women to find their own personal mission statement and work an hour out of a 24-hour day towards that mm-hmm. that goal right and so tell me what 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 does mission statement mean where did you find this inspiration um beyond just sort of like Oh, I'm really busy, and it would be nice if I had something nice to wear in my closet that will take me throughout the day. What, what's what sort of that's the step beyond that? The bigger the bigger picture. Well, the bigger picture is that um, kind of where I grew up, and the people who come up to me and say you've encouraged me and inspired me to never give up on my dreams, and I thought, wow, that's so humbling to think that a byproduct of my living my dream has inspired other people to live theirs. Mm-hmm. And then as I really sat with it, I thought. The thing that inspires me most are people who persevere through adversity. And I wanted to continue that movement in some way to continue to inspire one another to live our fullest potential. Mm -hmm. Because life is so short and it happens so fast. And the next thing you know, 
you know, you may be living someone else's idea Mm -hmm. of your life for yourself. And so really getting in touch with why we're here, what's our gift and what are we meant to do? Mm -hmm. And so that's the underlying purpose of the brand is to continue. So we highlight women on missionstatement.com who have persevered through their own personal adversity, um, who inspire others and certainly inspire me um, to to just be my fullest self. Mm -hmm. And it makes us also feel less alone in our journey, you know, in our insecurities, in um, any trials and tribulations that we may be having, but also in, in the good. You know, to see someone else succeeding and really um, um, champion them. Right. And do you think, and I and I hope that this phrase doesn't make you cringe or anything, but when it comes to like the celebrity lifestyle brand, is it the fact that you're, um, you know, profiling these other women that, that really speak to what you envision the brand to be, that, that kind of differentiates it, takes it to the next step? Well, I'm actually glad you said that. And it's no, it's not cringe worthy at all. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people come on and are the face of brands. You know, they're kind of an endorser, partner right. type of thing, but it's not their creation. It's mm-hmm. not their baby per se. There are a a few that that do, um, but um, for the most part, people are just the face of. And I've been asked to be the face of different brands that I do believe in. Right. But this is really my brainchild. This is really an idea that I had that I couldn't stop thinking about. It mm-hmm. came to me in the night when I was dreaming, and all day long I would think about it. And I thought, this there's something to this. I have to see this realized. So um, that to me was, you know, I'm really hands on. I'm in the minutia of it. I I go to the factories. I have five in Italy. I have two in Portugal. Um, I'm in, um, and it's it's been great because for me it's been such a learning curve. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been like a crash course in business. I'm sure. It's retail is pretty tricky right now too. And you know, how, well, how did you come up against this this whole place where you know you're seeing luxury being being squeezed? People are you know, longstanding brands are kind of trying to figure out. Oh wait, who's our customer? How do we connect with them? Um, you have wholesale brands that are kind of saying, oh, the department store, like no, thank you. <laughs> so it's it's a very um, turbulent time for retail. How you know where does mission statement fall and on that spectrum? You know, did you look at the landscape and say? okay, um, direct to consumer, obviously, like have to have this brand story. What did you take from like what's happening in the industry um, and, and funnel that into your brand? Well, I think, in, you know, there's a lot of ways in which to go about something. I probably could have studied the business a little bit more before jumping into it, but I just thought you got to start with what you know. And I feel like I have this um, aesthetic idea of what mission statement should be and now what it, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I have... I do have loyal followings of my personal brand of who of who I am um, that and so I have a big reach but of course you have to think about of where you sell your clothes mm-hmm. and how that converts into to, to actually making a company work right um, and we are specifically doing direct uh, to consumer because we want to be able to give price points that um, are are reachable to women you know right. we but also I like to do that because it gives me the opportunity on my website to talk about the clothes in a way that stores wouldn't necessarily um, unless until I have my my own brick and mortar you know mm-hmm. until I have the opportunity to have my own store right um, and then then you can tell that story you know every single um, piece of clothing that we have, 
um, has a functionality to it, a very mm-hmm. specific versatility to it. And it was created that way. I'm also the co-designer of the brand. And so to be able to talk about that on the website, we're going to have, we don't have it yet, but we're going to have videos that show you how certain things move. Are, are, yeah, move and how you pair it with everything and um, certain functionalities of it. Um, like our passion jacket, for instance, is our leather jacket. And in the back, it has a zipper. It's not just because it looks cute, but when you unzip it, you're able to get on one of those bikes, you know, that you ride around the city and have more uh, room for your shoulders. So things like that. So to answer your question, I think eventually we will definitely um, go into wholesale somewhere. I mean, people have asked to sell our clothes and that's Mm -hmm. also really humbling. I just want to make sure that we do it right and direct to consumer right now is the way to do it. And I personally shop direct. Uh, right, right on, right on online. the computer, right, yeah. and, and it feels on like, my phone, right, and and it's just it feels like today the freedom to do that, just the the ability to start a brand and just kind of open the door and start it from scratch and not have to rely on on those those retail partners. Um, yeah, and that, I think that's given a lot of startups, a lot of people who don't have a, a, an already built-in brand themselves, an opportunity to, yeah, achieve a dream. Right. And, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the built-in brand because, you know, we've talked about celebrities who are just faces of, of a brand that they endorse or are the, um, those names that, you, you know, you see and you're kind of like, how much time are they actually spending? It's like creative consultant or something like that. Um, how do you how do you push the brand beyond, you know, the, the name and the face and, and say like, this is, this is mine from the beginning. It's not just a, um, a side project. I think just to talk about it, like we are now, you know, I just to, to get that out there. Um, I've worked on this every single day. Um, especially since October, I haven't had a weekend where as well that I haven't worked on the brand. It's in, you know, it's, it needs constant attention. Anything that you're building in the infant stages needs constant tending to just like a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love it. And so when you love something, you're willing to work hard for it. I do want it to, um, stand on its own someday and, you know, not just be, um, correlated with, um, my face. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, um, right now I'm proud that it is because it's, it's my, it is my baby. Right. And, and spending time with it kind of sets it up so that the clothes down the line can speak for themselves. Um, and, and I think people always question, you know, how much, um, time and effort hands-on dirty work is, is done in, in this case. And so we actually have a series that's like a day in the life. So give us a quick, like what's, what's a day in the life working on mission statement for you? Like, well, um, when I'm acting or when I'm not, when you, <laughs> any, so yeah, both, how do you juggle both? Well, what's interesting. So what I usually do, um, for instance, on Saturday, I'll fly to London. I'll meet my designer. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll spend, um, a few dedicated days just in, uh, the studio, um, working on the next iterations, which will be coming out in September. Um, and, um, but when I'm home, I'll wake up, I'll get on my emails for about three hours. Um, that's, and then I'll go to the gym. Um, and gym's always important to me, um, or some type of workout. You have to test the clothes. That's right. (laughs) And I do every single one of them. Um, and then I'll come, come back, circle back around to, um, just, you know, making sure the web, like we had the website designing, um, getting, you know, we're, we're now, uh, placing our ads, getting that those people in line, um, pick choosing what the ads look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but before that, um, you know, um, it was designing, um, finding the factories, uh, testing the clothes, getting those samples, mm-hmm. doing wear tests, all those things. I mean, so my day is 
consists of dealing and juggling all of those things. And we're really, we have right now really three women at the company and then everyone else is outsourced. So yes, it's tight. tight, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, all the money's going to the product. The first funding was all me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm really in, like I said, when I say I'm in the minutiae, I'm in it. Right. What, is there anything that like threw you for a loop? Like what were you not expecting to have to deal with or it was harder than you thought it would be? Any like big, big surprises and um, things that you learned since um, launch and production? It's a really good question. I think anytime you have hindsight and you say, oh, I would have done it this, it's even when I do a movie, well, mm-hmm. I finish it and I'm like, oh, I wish I could do it again. That was a great dress rehearsal. I want it. I have an opportunity to see it and it's whole and and have another chance. Um, so far, I mean, we're, we, we, we launched in October, but we didn't even have our product until really January, February. So mm-hmm. we're so early stages. Right. Um, I think that maybe um, I would have made a bit a bit more of my business plan before launching but we had press that was so Mm -hmm. excited about it and they said can we can we can we talk about this we you know they we they saw the the samples and were so excited so we said yes and maybe we got a little ahead of ourselves because then we had a demand mm-hmm. and we couldn't fit it for fill it for right. 12 weeks did you have the direct to consumer wait list conundrum yes <laughs> where it's like oh it's look it's a good thing look at this wait list and you're like oh wait we have to get the product out though <laughs> yeah exactly and you just you know and that's great because i knew the product was coming but then learning i mean i learned so much about you know your your website and how long you can hold a credit card in the computer and then it goes back and then you have to go reach back out and so those types of things I mean I'm like I said learning about that I mean I had no idea Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting and having a three a three-person team who did you decide who are like were the hires that you wanted to make who did you want to surround yourself with especially since it was a pretty select group yeah, um, I wanted to just make sure that everyone that comes, the two women now, but everyone who comes on board also in the future are aligned with that underlying purpose and the understanding of the the luxury nature of the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I just took meetings after meetings. I just picked up the phone and called people and say, can you sit down with me? And I have something that I want to embark on. And that's pretty much how I got into finding the people that are around me. One person would say, you need to meet this person. You need to meet that person. Um, and, um, I found myself meeting Carolyn Rizzoli, who, um, was uh, president and launched Mark by Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been an extraordinary, um, partner in this and obviously, um, really well versed in, in this industry. And, um, just a little before her, actually, I found my co-designer in London who has been such a dream partner. You know, she has from the beginning of my speaking about it. And you know, when you talk about something, it's a different visual for everybody. Right. You know, you could say purple and it, that purple comes up in a bunch of different uh, variations in people's minds. So right. when I talk about the line um, and talk about my vision, she just started drawing mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And so having that alignment and um, synergy was mm-hmm. super important, obviously, because you can talk about an idea, but unless the product actually reflects the idea it doesn't work it's like having a it's 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 a nice parallel to movies actually because if you if your story's not strong Mm -hmm. what gets to the screen is never going to be really worthy right and if you find someone who doesn't 
really share what, what you're envisioning and, and doesn't kind of get it or, or add what you expect them to add to the table. Then you spin your wheels trying to explain something rather than making it. Mm-hmm. And that's another big thing that I learned in business was how to be productive with your time. Right. Um, because uh, there's just so much that needs to get done in a day. Right. And I just made this up, but they do say time is money. <laughs> and that's true. That's true. And no one says it better than Clint Eastwood right. <laughs> with his one or two takes because why take, because time is money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we're, you know, we're talking about being selective and, and surrounding yourself with the right people. Is it harder to find hires or find the right partners to, to outsource? Like what makes you like, what feels like a bigger decision? Um, it's all part of it. Um, another analogy that I can use with is with movies because you're only as good as your weakest link Mm -hmm. and everyone really has to understand where you're going with the company and be on board with that so that you're working together for that end goal. Right. Um, so it's all part of it from really from your interns all the way up Mm -hmm. to who's making the product and then, and then, um, you know, your, 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 your social media, et cetera. It's all part of it. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit more about the, the, the product itself. Um, you, I feel like, you know, there are a lot of brands who are like, Oh, go to the gym to here. And so what were you did? What did you not get from the existing market and how did you then bring it to life? Well, everything in the existing market looks like workout clothes and it mm-hmm. felt like workout clothes mm-hmm. and there was no luxury truly Mm -hmm. luxury to it. So is it in the materials? Yes, it's in the materials. So we created um, a lot of technical fabrics. We Mm -hmm. have Olympic type fabrics. We have knee support, hip support, butt support, because who doesn't want a little butt support? Um, We have, uh, um, you know, fabrics that we found that we fused together that can never separate, that have been heat bonded. So the, 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 the amount of technology that's in our actual fabrics is something that will be, that's important for us to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so thank you for bringing that up. Um, We, um, but then on top of that, our cashmeres, we have one ply cashmeres um, and then we have, uh, you know, cashmeres that are, are thicker that, that, that wick away and keep you warm when you want and cool when you want. So it's all about layering. So it's, there is technicals. Uh, Our cashmere all goes in the washing machine. Wow. And and you work out in it. That's kind of new for a customer. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But you know, it's very, if you go back to like the twenties, thirties and forties, it's all people worked out in. Mm -hmm. So, and you don't have to work out in, in the cashmere. If you want to just layer after Mm -hmm. your workout, Mm -hmm. we have, um, you know, lots of different other options for when you're actually working out that, right. that most people are used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about the cashmere is, like I said, is they go in the washing machine on the hand wash cycle. Mm-hmm. The leather goes in the washing machine on the hand wash cycle. Wow. So that's the first of its kind. There's mm-hmm. nothing out there that has been, that has, that you've been able to do that with. Um, so finding things like that so that you can wear your leather jacket out when it's sprinkling or and you're on your bike mm-hmm. or you're walking around and you don't want to worry about your jacket getting ruined. Right. You know, those are those are the, the the specificity of detail that we looked for in every single piece that we made. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're when you're talking about two categories, luxury and performance wear, that's where the details I think really matter because people who work out, they take that super seriously and people who are, you know, paying the premium price, they want that product. And so yeah, how did you, how long did it take to hammer out these details and like how much wearing did it take to be like, okay, I need 
I'm missing this and I want this. Like what, what did that process look like? Well, our factories that we, um, and the factories in Portugal and Italy, they're, they, they're used to the discerning customer who needs everything to be luxury and, and perfect. Mm -hmm. So we had that on our sides. Our samples pretty much came in right on target. Um, we made very few changes, um, to, to them. Um, but, um, it was it was just a process of saying you know this works the way it's supposed to let's make this better mm-hmm. um and and because it's the first of its kind when someone sees one of our dresses and you know it's four hundred dollars they'll say wow you know that's to work out in and it's like no but you the dress you have on how much was it and they'll say oh <laughs> and i'm like this dress you would go out in but you could also work out in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're getting a two for one. Right. So it's actually kind of a deal in a way, you know, but that's the thing that people, people need to understand is that the actual fabrics are of quality and that's why the price. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's interesting talking about, you know, this this technical fabric that it's almost one of those things where, you know, you might not even grasp how important it is until you try it or, or how different it is until you try it. And so how are you using, um, y- you know, you mentioned the videos that are coming, but like, how do you use like maybe your social media or those like that, that brand telling piece to, to really sell, sell it and say like, this isn't just another pair of leggings or anything like that. That's a really great question because, um, that's one of the difficult things in selling uh, direct to consumer mm-hmm. is people don't have the ability to really feel it and touch it and, um, and understand it. And that's part of building your brand. And since we're so new, um, it's, I've had I've had a few women who have said, "Can you please come do a trunk show in my city? I love your clothes." And so when I go there, women get the opportunity to feel it firsthand and put it on and understand the concept of it. They really get excited. So that is one of the ways in which I do think we need to have some type of place where people can go, mm-hmm. and um, you know whether it's a pop up um, to 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 to. to to have women really get the opportunity to see the luxury of the clothes. Um, it's important. Right. And, and I think people kind of almost think like, Oh, and we'll have like a social media account. And it's, it's harder than, than it, than it seems to, to build a brand online and, and use, these platforms to tell a story are there any specific platforms that you've gravitated towards like an instagram or facebook that that you feel like has that's where you've resonated with customers well we just really started our our instagram which is mission statement Mm -hmm. and facebook as well i mean just started um we're not looking to build quickly we're looking to build right Mm -hmm. and so we're in no rush um we're we're just it's it's fun um i'm learning all about social media um i were you a big user before i really like instagram Uh it's my but i don't i mean i'm not a facebooker and i don't i don't really i'm not a tweeter i um but i i like instagram because i love photography and i feel like a photo can tell um a million stories as they say or a thousand stories mm-hmm. um and um for me that's uh, just a, a an art form that i appreciate um but learning and how how it works for businesses and seeing how many businesses work with it and it's been a fascinating um um learning curve for mm-hmm. sure it's fun but it's fun as the creative director to be a part of all of that right. and 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 say this is the aesthetic in which i think we should um in the direction we should go mm-hmm. and and you know i think it comes down to the the proximity to the customer and that's one of the big benefits of a direct-to-consumer brand is that you're not just sort of 
there's no middleman to say like, oh, here's your, your customer data. And it's like a little, you know, set like that, that they've learned and they're juggling all these other brands and you have that, that open pipeline of communication. So how, who is your customer so far or since, you know, since launch, obviously it's still, still early, but what have you learned about them? Um, right now it's, um, it's, we have a lot of moms, you know, moms who, and it was so interesting because just being here in New York and getting the opportunity to walk around and, and take my, my goddaughter to school and see what women are wearing, they're all in their kind of their workout clothes. Mm-hmm. And um, we've, I've had a few conversations and they had talked about not wanting to look like they're in their workout clothes, that the athleisure world has kind of hit its peak, meaning it, it, they're, I think people are ready for this next level of um, technical wear that's luxury that takes them from their gym into their day, even if they're not working out, mm-hmm. if they just want to be comfortable and be chic. Right. Cause they're walking, you're walking a lot in the city. Yeah. Kids are, are work out themselves. So <laughs> it's, yeah, so exactly. That's true. Um, and so I would think, um, it's definitely a lot of moms, um, and people who do like to do, to spin and do Pilates and, um, that's that's right now the people that are are are, are the most excited about it. But it, I don't think I've gotten out there big enough to, to have any comparison. <laughs> yeah, speaking of comparisons, do you find yourself like in the same articles and in the same comparison boat as like you know you, you have Beyonce with Ivy Park, you have Kate Hudson with Fabletics? How do you differentiate from those comparisons that people just make in their minds? Um, I don't know if we're compared with them only because we're not workout per se, Mm -hmm. you know, you can work out on it, but it's a crossover. Mm -hmm. So it's different. And because it's the first crossover brand there, they can't really be compared. Those are like Fabletics and Ivy Park are clothing items that you've seen time and time again Mm -hmm. over the decades. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, they're, you know, there's definitely a place for that. You know, if you want those colorful types of workout clothes. Um, but it's, I think that, um, this is so different that they're not really being compared to that, um, out there. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's like, it's more like sports bra leggings matching logo. It's like it's very different uh, look. Right. And the whole thing is we don't show any labels on our clothes, mm-hmm. um, because we want women to label themselves. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. If you weren't doing, if you hadn't gone down the mission statement path, what would you be doing in terms of like an adventure or any other brand? No, I mean, I'm still, I'm having so much fun in my acting career. I'm, I'm, I took three, three years off to care for my father who got a lung transplant. And, um, that gave me time to really sit and have focused time to launch mission statement. And as well as my charity, um, I have a charity that's really close to my heart, um, called Hillaroo, which brings kids who have been given up on and animals who have been abandoned together to help heal each other. Um, and, um, as well as taking care of my dad and kind of helping him, um, well, not kind of helping him really get back to health. But now that he's better, I'm going back to work. So I have my acting career and, and I'm more in love with it than I've been in a long time because of that time off. But I think there's, there's no, I don't think I would have started any other type of business. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this was just something that I needed. It was something that all my girlfriends needed. And, um, I, like I wanted to do something with that 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 movement of 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 women coming together to help one another and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So if it wasn't this there wouldn't have been anything else. I would have just kept my journey of acting. Right. 
it's, it's a good enough journey, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so in, in talking about, you know, the, the customer and sort of growing through with the brand, um, what were they asking for? I, I, they were asking to be able to travel and not look sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, they were asking to be able to go into the office and not look like they're in their workout clothes. Um, they were asking for comfortable sports bras, mm-hmm. bras that don't dig into your shoulders and make you feel like you need a massage before you even work out. Mm-hmm. So our bras are made in a, an, a lingerie factory in Italy that understand a woman's form because there's no such thing as small, medium, large breast. Right. <laughs> like, or, or, you know, um, top like that um, uh, for that that purpose. Um, they were asking for things that don't need to go to the dry cleaners mm-hmm. so that you don't have to wait for your stuff to come back and you can actually sweat in them. Mm-hmm. Um, they just wanted versatility, period. Right. And they weren't getting that anywhere. Do you think the customer would have been different if you had started the brand five years ago, 10 years ago? Like we talk about timing and it's like, the timing's never right, but had you started it earlier? I don't think there was a world for it 10 years ago because... I just think people, I don't think people, I mean, people were always busy, but now we're really doing it all. Mm -hmm. And it's an exciting time for women because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think because women want to be able to live their fullest potential, this is the time for mission statement. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we're almost out of time, but you know, how would you describe your, your mission now? My mission every single day, my um, is to make a choice, make it happen. Sounds it's a good, it's a pretty good mission. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> to borrow that. Um, well, great. Well, thank you so so much for joining us, Hillary. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having me, Hillary. It's great to be here and um, and answer your very astute, um, insightful questions. Oh, well, thank you. Um, and thank thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us on iTunes and Stitcher and leave us any feedback you have. <laughs>